Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. Today we are going to move in a different direction. I've actually asked a gentleman, his name is Jeff Bruett, to visit me here at the Hayes FM studio and uh, we're going to talk about 2014, what comes next. You know, there's so much happening out there. You know, in the political world, we've got elections around the corner, uh, you know, all this conversation about the Condominium Act and and what's happening with it and whether these changes are going to be benefiting condo owners. Certainly right now, do I think they may be benefiting condo service providers? So far, yes, I'm afraid so. And then, you know, and I've made that statement a number of times on this uh, Condo Expert radio show. So maybe that's a concern that condo owners will be stronger to step forward and voice their opinions and get involved and certainly get involved with the Condo Owners Association. Just go into their website, coaontario.com. If you're in Toronto, you want to stay more local, go into coatoronto.com. You're going to find out a ton of information. But right now, we're going to introduce Jeff Bruett. Jeff is an independent housing consultant. He's worked for the federal government and in the financial industry for the last 25 years. So he's very well adverse, you know, to, I guess, market conditions and, you know, different things that are happening out there and, you know, staying on top of things, keeping your finger on the pulse. Sometimes it's interesting because, uh, you know, you, you hear about, you know, you can pick up any different newspaper. Uh, it doesn't matter which one. And uh, you hear different conflicting comments from time to time, and then you have to decipher it all and try to figure out whether or not you're reading what you think you're reading and whether you want to believe what you're actually reading. Now, why do I make that statement is, is because you know what amazes me? It amazes me how many times reporters go out there and make comments. They're not in the specialized field. What they do is they research the information, and then they take the information, and then they put it out there. But it makes a big difference sometimes if you actually have the background and you have the knowledge. And certainly if you have, you know, over 25 years of experience, then chances are you have a better finger on the pulse and be able to give a little bit more adverse information that would help everybody. So having said that, I'd like to introduce Jeff. So welcome, Jeff, uh, to coming to The Condo Expert. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I think what she said is absolutely true. Sometimes the media might shape a story to be exactly what they want it to be, or it might favor a certain association, whether it's a real estate association, the builders association, an economic association to say what they want to say. And um, sometimes it's a little bit skewed about what's going on. So. Well, this is it. And, and you know, I know that you've, uh, you've been involved in a lot of different projects over the years, like with CMHC, 
I know there's one called Emily Inflammation Team. What exactly is that? I'm not 100% sure. Oh, Emily is actually the underwriting software that uh, CMHC uses to underwrite mortgages. And so it makes it an automation system work perfectly rather than having every single deal that comes in on a computer, for instance, from a lender. It makes it uh, easier to approve. So so it's almost like, okay, so it's a tool that I guess the different lenders, the different mortgage institutions would type in the person's name and their qualifying ratios. Like, for instance, their, you know, their addresses, their information, their employment, and, you know, their numbers, crunching it all, and it compiles it all together? Yeah. So it would take uh, information based on the covenant, as you know, the, uh, the person, and of the real estate as well. So it'll take those two things, it'll look at it, and it'll say what uh, works best here. And if uh, they have to look at it further, then a person will actually look at it. But this gives it an opportunity to have something being done automated, so that it's a bit of a time saver, let's put it that way. Well, guaranteed, with the amount of mortgages that are going to be coming through Canada Mortgage and Housing, I mean, there's so many people nowadays that are literally coming in with the minimum down, and they would never be able to afford a property unless we had those kind of structures in place, like government-insured mortgages. Absolutely. And I think CMHC has done an amazing job. I know that uh, the software has been looked at by other countries as well um, to get their financial systems up and running and automated the way that Canada has done it. So it's uh, excellent. Uh, it, they've actually had it for about 15, 20 years now, and it's something that the major banks and credit unions have been using for a long time now. Really? So there you go. Well, you know, I think that I got to put my real estate hat on right now. <laughs> As the audience know, I've been a realtor for like over 34 years. So, you know, it's interesting because on Canada Mortgage and Housing, I mean, there's two types of company, like one is Canada Mortgage and Housing, the other one's Genworth. Yes, and there's a, a third now too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the third one? Uh, I've never dealt with them yet. Can't remember their. I know. I yeah. I'm they've just to, started. Um, really? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that interesting? So I believe are they, it's Canada guarantee, but I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. But are they? Oh, so then they they are Canada. They're a Canadian based enterprise. I don't know if Canada. they are or not. They might be owned by another country, and they've just come in here as a as a third one. But yeah, they're. I mean, certainly the the majority of mortgage insured mortgages out there are Genworth or CMHC. Well, you know, it's interesting because I guess that, you know, the bottom line is, is that you have to create affordability. I'm going to roll back the clock because uh, if I take your 25 years and over that, you may be able to roll it back that far. Isn't that something? I, I yeah. don't want to. I really don't want to. But <laughs> in the sense of the word of thinking back 25 years ago, wow, that was good times. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it was also... But bad times as yeah. far as mortgage rates were concerned. Uh, mortgage rates. Yes. And, and also, I think everybody remembers sort of the, the crash of the end of the 80s, which was something certainly that CMHC called at the time. But uh, definitely, you know, there was a lot of people who were jumping on the bad wagon and buying uh, a lot of condos. I remember being at fire sales of condos where people would buy 10 units at a time and uh, 
you know, once the market crashed, I think a lot of people were burnt and it took a little bit while for people to get their confidence back, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, it was hard, too, because, I mean, even if I go back that time, uh, even before that, like you were talking 11 12%, there was 15%, oh. there was 18%, there was actually uh, 21%. 20, 21, 22 in 1982, right. yeah. I know, yeah. that was insane. Yeah. Yeah, and I think GICs at that time were about uh, the same 21% interest rates at that time. So I think I had a, a savings bond or something that was uh, 17.5%. So I long gone are the days that you would have that kind of return on investment. <laughs> no kidding. Isn't that the truth? But, you know, it's all relative, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah. because the thing is, is that nowadays, if we touch on it back at that time, I remember one thing, the first house that I bought, Jeff, okay, the first house I bought, I was doing well. I was working at Atomic Energy. And interesting enough, they didn't want to take 100% of my income because I was the woman, you know, the, and I wasn't, I didn't have children or anything, uh, was married. But at that time, wife's income could only be a calculated for uh, 50%. That was wow. it. Yeah, that was it. We and are they had, a long time uh, yeah, ago. <laughs> I know. And we had vendor take backs on mortgages too. There was VTB. Oh, yeah. Yeah, vendor yeah. take backs because, you know, you had to have your 20%, 25% in. So, of course, if people didn't have that money, then the vendors would hold the mortgages. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, interest rates are actually the lowest they today than they've been since the 60s. And I remember my parents getting their first mortgage that was 4%, 30-year mortgage at 4%. Really? Yeah. And that happened back in the 60s, back did it? 60s. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, now, were they living in Mississauga or whereabouts were you? Yeah, oh, in Mississauga. Right. Yeah. Long time Mississauga resident. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, Sherway Drive area. Uh-huh. And I went to Cother Park Secondary School, so... Right in the locale, yeah, not far from where we are right now. Yes. I pulled up that information. You were right on about uh, Canada Guarantee Mortgage Insurance Company. They're actually uh, in, they're located in downtown Toronto. Yeah. So, and they have an under, uh, national underwriting center. So there you, you got one over on me because I wasn't even aware of them just yet. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they've entered into the market. So, uh, but like I said before, the primary people that are working, that have been working in the market for years and years and years are Genworth and CMHC. Exactly. So it's interesting that another group has decided to venture in and uh, give them a run for the money. And, and you've seen all kinds of, you were just talking about policy differences, for instance, in your qualifying as a, as a mother. <laughs> Yeah, there there have been huge changes in, in policy over the years to sort of reflect what's happening in Canada right now. And so you have newcomers to Canada, you have self-employed sort of policies and uh, uh, those kinds of things that are really changing the, the framework of how mortgages are being approved. And even after the sort of the crash of 2008, there's been a little bit of a tightening as well, right? So so you're seeing the the insurers and as well the lenders reflecting what's happening out there in the market, for sure. Well, you know, they. I guess, you know, of course, if they're going to be, it's not, if you just take the picture away from the, the big, you know, multi-billion dollar companies for a moment, and you think about it, geez, if you had money yourself, you're not going to turn around and lend it to just anybody in order for you to, you know, even get a great rate of return, because you want to make sure that your the money that you're lending isn't going to be lost in value. So it doesn't, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing because sometimes people will think, well, why? Why can't I just buy a house and meanwhile I have to have 10% down in order to do it? Well, excuse me, but why would you expect anybody to lend you $300,000 and even 10% in is, is very minimal 
without any kind of guarantees. I mean, you can't just go 100% financing out. Well, and you hit the nail on the head because there's two things that can change in the equation. That is the value of the property and interest rates. And that can really, really impact the affordability of a property. So you've come to a point right now where you've seen interest rates be very low for quite a long period of time. In fact, I know during the, the beginning of the 2000s, we were having interest rate changes on a daily basis or a weekly basis. You haven't seen interest rates change in months sometimes. And I think a lot of people have renewed their mortgages into to 99, 3%. And everybody's almost there and you've seen values go up. Well, I think that if interest rates start to go up, there's going to be a change in what the values of property are. So I think the insurers and the lenders out there, they're making you know, the right decisions and sort of making sure that they plan ahead for those eventualities. Oh, absolutely. I think a number of years ago, maybe you can, you know, reflect on this. I think the government a long time ago had some kind of a program where people could get a type of an exemption. I don't know if that would be the word I would use. But then they had to pay that monies back within two or three years afterwards. And I'm going back, I think it was like in the mid, late 80s, 90s, somewhere in there. And I remember interest rates were high and a lot of people, you know, they were spending on a daily basis, carrying on their family activity, and they never thought to save money to pay it back after the four years. And that really put a, a downspin on it. So if I take that analogy and, yeah. I, and I look at where we are today, and, it, you know, if people are maxing out, we know where their affordability level is, they don't have a lot of a down payment. And, you know, they, everybody needs housing. They have secure jobs. You know, spending gas, <laughs> gas alone is expensive. Every time we turn around, hydro is going up. Yep. I don't think to keep the economy flowing, our provincial government can all of a sudden, Bank of Canada can say, okay, fine, let's just jump these interest rates up high because it's going to hurt the economy. Right. And I think they've tweaked a lot of these programs to for for instance, for first-time buyers like the RSP program, for instance, where you can take up to um, $25,000 and uh, take that money and borrow it from your RSPs and repay it after a 15-year period. So they've tweaked those kinds of, of programs where we're allowing people to borrow against what they may have or what they may have saved for or as a government program. And I think that uh, that, that one seems to work for sure because it's a lot less money having to re-contribute back to your RSPs over a, a longer period of time. But there's fewer and fewer of those things going on. And I think, yeah, we're sort of running out of options as far as what people can do. Because if you know what, if I was starting out in the employment market right now, and I was making, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year, I wouldn't be able to afford anything, you know, really, at current interest rates, if I was going in alone, I think people you know, are starting to be creative and trying to find certain ways of, of getting into the market and whether they buy it with a, you know, a significant other, if they buy it with a brother or sister, or, you know, they get help from their parents. There's lots of other ways, but it is a lot trickier than it used to be for sure. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And you had your hands full because I understand that uh, you were actually responsible for about 30 branches. So you had to really stay on top of everything that was happening in the entire investment industry. In the mortgage industry, for sure, <laughs> the yeah. So, because, yeah. I mean, if you're handling that many people, I, I mean, you know, interesting enough, uh, when people are getting involved in, um, in the financial world, they have to have, you know, a special, like, it's no different from people that are in accounting and book, bookkeeping and so on. They must have a flair for numbers. 
And do you not ever find a situation where you look at a portfolio and you don't even have to do the numbers? You just glance at it and bang, you know, right away. Yep, this is going to work. Yeah. And I think that some of us are just wired that way. I think I, so. I, I, know, <laughs> I, I know that there's a psychological test like Myers-Briggs and you could do colors and all, all these different kinds of things. And mine is numbers and I'm a mm-hmm. feeler. I actually feel things more than other people, whereas other people wouldn't feel things or they wouldn't. They would look at numbers and they go, what does this mean? They, they just have no idea what numbers are all about. So I know that whenever, whenever we have people that come in, uh, certainly at a lending institution and are getting a mortgage, it seems very foreign to them because they just don't understand it at all. And it's, it's often a good way to present it to them visually because sometimes people learn with pictures rather than, you know, talking to them about the numbers because the numbers just confuse them altogether. Oh, yeah. And you put fear into the equation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, fear. You know, it, oh, my God. Like, I'm paying $2,000 a month right now. Oh, my. What, what figure am I going to look at here? You know, when they get that fear going on. Yeah. I know that myself as a realtor. The first thing I try to do is, is just, you know, let's have fun. Let's go out there, take a look at things, see where your affordability is. Don't worry. Don't get stressed out. It's all good. We'll just, uh, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, when you can take that element out of it, people can actually learn a lot easier and feel comfortable. Well, Anna's in a realtor and, uh, you know, all the lenders out there, they have the same issue with people who are afraid of maybe, you know, maybe they're purchasing a property for 420 but you know it comes out at 425 and it's like you know what it's only a few dollars more a month when it really comes down to it but the the person is just like they're so <laughs> they, they want to stay where they are because they think they can't afford it and you know with interest rates the way they are you know a couple thousand dollars really doesn't make that much of a difference i mean you know i'm not suggesting that people go over if they're yeah. approved for a certain amount but certainly you know if you're in a, a situation then yeah it's 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 oh i, to- I totally <laughs> i totally agree with you I mean, uh, you see it you know, all the time, right? Well, you, yeah, I do. And the interesting thing is, is not that I don't want the return business. Heck, I, you know, that's what my business is all about is referrals and return business and, and, you know, establish, I haven't advertised in like over 20 years as far as flyers and whatnot. But the interesting thing is, is that I, I always say to people, you know, if I find you the right home and the fit is there, so financial fit, you know, location fit, obviously, lifestyle, and, you know, a home that's going to work for them. There's no reason for them to be moving within five years. And they're not going to make any money to be able to do it anyway, because by the time the expenses come into play, you know, the transfer taxes and and, uh, legal fees and so on and so on, and commissions, of course, uh, you know, it's not worth the move. So interesting enough, they take me right up on that because, do you know how many people I have that uh, clients that stay in their houses for like 20 years? <laughs> I'm sure. And it's all good. It's fine. I, it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled for them because it means that we were in the right focus and they didn't hesitate because of $5,000 here, there, this or that, because we found the fit at the price that they could afford, but also not trying to chintz out on something and not really getting what they want. You yeah. know, that type of thing. And, and that's what's really important. People can talk themselves into things. It's like going into a store. <laughs> Don't you think, Jeff? <laughs> you go into a store and you see something. You think, okay, this one's within my budget. Uh, I'm not really crazy about it. That one over there really isn't in my budget. But, uh, oh, my God, I love it. So I'm going to buy the one that's within my budget that I'm not crazy about. You know, the same one that you put in the closet and you never wear, that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really in mind. I'm not saying people should go out and spend, as you mentioned, beyond their means. 
But they need to be realistic of what they're buying. And, and if they have to wait, then wait. And maybe, you know, you're right. Maybe it's waiting a couple months to get yeah. that. Or maybe they can afford it and they've just, you know, they've put the brakes on themselves to say, you know, I don't want to get over my head or anything. So, yeah, you know. There's an argument to be made for both, for sure. Well, I'm sure that, you know, with your years of experience and just dealing with different, you know, salespeople, you're going to hear a thousand and one different stories all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, we'll take a break. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. And today I'm speaking with Jeff Pruitt, who is an independent housing consultant and very well adversed in the financial world. And we'll be right back. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. 